0: All right, well, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. God is really, really good to me. You know something, I'll say, I, I could say he's good to us, but I believe that every person has to have their own personal testimony. You've got to be able to say God is good to you. When I say I'm his favorite, oh, my goodness, its I'm telling you, it's like week after week after week. Example after example, small and large. I just keep, wow, God, thank you so much. Who wouldn't? Now, now, again, somebody says, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Well, I don't know what God is doing for you. I don't know if I would serve a God like the God you have. But the God I have, the blessings and the blessings. And let me tell you something. The blessings are not just because um, I get material things. I'm talking in some real tough spots. I don't know what to do helping this person or helping that person or this tragedy happens, that tragedy, death in the family, um, car accidents, children passing away, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, God is right there. God doesn't let me get overwhelmed. I can see it. I can understand that in this situation, many people would be overwhelmed. I just have to admit I'm not overwhelmed. When it starts to get on me, I'm telling you, he's rescued. He rescues me. I hope that's your testimony. I pray to God that that's your testimony that that God rescues you. Tonight we're going to continue with the um the, the tabernacle prayer guide. It is so very powerful. Uh the tabernacle prayer guide I believe it's there to help you to reverence God more. It's there to help you understand what you're doing when you pray. If if you get bits and pieces of this In your spirit, I'm telling you it's going to transform your prayer life. When you really start to I'm not just talking about memorizing scriptures or memorizing a routine. I'm talking about letting this thing sink down to your core where it's in your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I told you, the heart is your deep thoughts. Your heart is your continual. Those thoughts that you roll over and over and over again. That's why deep down in your heart you just confused. You 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 got bats in the belfry. There's many people who that's that's their mentality. They they their deep thoughts. It's confused. They are confusing. Their deep thoughts. They it it teeters and totters on whether you believe or you don't believe. I I do well I don't. Well, I do. No, no, no. You got to get to the point where in your heart, your deep thoughts, the thoughts that you think over and over and over again are all towards God and the way God says do things. You got to do it God's way. And and this causes you to reverence God. It causes you not to expre- try to do an express pray- prayer. It helps you to reverence God in your prayer. In this next section, we are going over the laver, the laver basin. And when we started in the, in the laver basin, we, we dealt with repentance. And thank you, Holy Ghost. See, that's where, again, uh, I'm, I'm ready to roll, I'm ready to dig in. Just a little light tap. And I'm telling you, he's such a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is so very powerful. He taps me on the shoulder. He taps me on the shoulder and and lets me know, don't forget to pray. Why? Because, yeah, I could teach, 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 and teach all in my flesh. I could teach right off the top of my head, have no spirit in what I'm doing, And it not have any impact. Now, you would have folks in the flesh saying, wow, Pastor, that was a good lesson. Why? Because they like the energy. They like the uh, examples that I use. They may like the words, but it had no impact. Let me tell you something. If I don't invoke the Spirit of God, if I don't request from God, watch this, and God delivers. If, If I can request and God don't deliver. Or I can request and God delivers, and let me tell you something. When you request and God delivers, you're going to have impact. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to study your word. We realize and recognize, God, we can't do nothing without you. We pray right now, in the name of your son, Jesus, that you would move by your spirit in the midst of our Bible study and cause each person that sits, watch this, that sits on this call or listens to this recording to be impacted by the teaching of your Holy Word. We thank you, dear Lord, for being in our lives. We thank you for saving us. We pray, O God, that you will wash us and cleanse us from everything that is unlike you that would hinder us from receiving your Word. We pray, O God, that you will move by your Spirit in the midst of our Bible study and cause it to be fruitful. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody say amen. No, just because I can't hear you don't mean you don't have to say it. Somebody say amen. That means you are in agreement. And if God says, you know what, I'm about to lay my hands. That's my prayer. God, lay your hands on this Bible study. Lay your hands on these people. Don't let them be distracted. Don't let them them be distracted. I'm talking laser focus, and let this word sink deep into their hearts. You're talking about express. Lord, let this word bypass all the foolishness, bypass all the distractions, and be lodged in their heart that they might bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this week, uh, it started off with repentance. We talked about repentance. On last week, we went over a few scriptures. Tonight, uh, Matthew, we're going to start off with Matthew, where we ended last week. I believe we ended on that, but I know I talked about Galatians chapter 5. Matthew, and we're looking at verse, wow. We're looking at, let's see, if I'm going to put it over here. Y'all tell me if I sound distant. I'm going to... Put the phone over there because I don't want it sitting on the laptop. All right. Matthew chapter three, verse number eight. Watch this. And and I'm going to read. I'm I'm just going to skim real quick. Nope, three. Verse number eight, and see if I have a break before eight. No, I do not. What I look at is sometimes it's a section. All right. Verse number eight in the, in the King James says, Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Okay? Now watch this. This is in the Amplified. Verse number eight, Amplified version of the Bible. So produce fruit that is consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behavior. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord demonstrating new behavior that proves good God Almighty. You mm. y'all need to read that. Y'all need to read that in the um, in the uh in the amplified and let that soak in. Demonstrating new behaviors that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. Mm, 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 mm. That's when... <laughs> um, the thing I like, and y'all know I love to use um, uh, food, food, <laughs> food examples, but that's why uh, when I was younger uh, and I would go to the buffet, uh, I could literally eat three or four plates of food, just devour it. Uh, as I got older, I still like to go to the buffet, but I developed, with my new uh, appetite, I developed a behavior, uh, a habit. I developed a habit of being able to go to the buffet table and only take off a little of a few different items, go back to the table, eat it, If it's good, and I'm talking small portions, not filling the plate up, eat it. If it was good, I may go back and get another bite, another little small portion, and then that's it. I was able to adjust. Here, you will see when it comes to the Word of God, you've got to be, sometimes this is what winds up happening. You wind up partaking of a particular scripture that impacts you, and you overdo it instead of being able to enjoy. Because what would happen now if I was just to overdo it, thank you, Holy Ghost, if I was overdo it, I'm really not enjoying it. I know I'm stuffing myself. I'm able to enjoy it, Because I'm taking that one little thing, and I say, wow, that's really good, and I go back and get it more, and I'm able to enjoy it. Well, with this word, let me tell you something. When it comes to the amplified version of the Bible, you've got to sit there, and you've got to let this thing ruminate. You've got to let it roll over and over and over again in your mind. Watch this. So produce fruit. This is what we're supposed to be doing as believers, and I love this this uh, 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 version of the Bible. It says that is consistent of, with repentance. Demonstrating new behavior proves a change of heart. Now, again, if you use what we what we grew up on, when it says your heart, and and you just have this idea. Of an area in your body that's considered heart, not your physical heart, spiritual heart, and you just say, oh, heart, my heart has changed. When you look at it as your deep thoughts, you realize, you know something? The way, I, the way I've been thinking has not changed since I've come to Christ. That means your heart has not changed. When your heart has not changed, you've got to read the Bible, understand what is happening when the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, good God Almighty, the mouth speaks out of the abundance, those thoughts that you have. You are really talking about when you talk crazy, when you talk nasty, when you talk mean, when you talk vindictive, when you talk out of anger, when you talk out of um, you get me. I'm gonna get you re- revenge, vengeance. You're talking from your heart when you talk. Watch this. When you talk, uh, uh, um, um, committed to God, committed to the world, committed to God, committed to the world. You're talking out of your heart. Now, what needs to happen with repentance? And that's why I'm saying when you start to look at your prayer life, and when you know. Every morning you're going to have to go to that labor, that lab or, ah, labor, labor, L-A-V-E-R. I don't know, tomato, tomato. When you go to that basin and have to wash, you understand that. Guess what? There is some some behaviors. There are some things that are floating around in my head. That's not in line with the Word of God. It's not in line with Christianity. It's not in line with being a saved individual. And guess what? Father, I need repentance. I need to be cleansed. Father, forgive me. Many times, I'm telling you, there's been morning after morning, afternoon after afternoon, uh, uh, prayer meeting after prayer meeting where folks will go in, including myself, into prayer, and never say, Father, forgive us. I can see even if it was at the point where we were getting ready to go into prayer meeting and for everybody in the room who said, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, before we go into prayer meeting, I pray, dear Lord, that you will wash each and every one of us that sits under the sound of my voice. Lord, for the things that we've done are sins of omission and commission, things We knew that we should have done and did not do them. Things that we didn't know we were supposed to do, but we did it wrong anyway. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. But Lord, forgive us and wash us, cleanse us in the name of Jesus, and then go into your prayer meeting. There's been times, again, you don't go to the labor basin. You don't go there and say, uh, uh, "Lord, forgive me." That's why the prayer, the Tabernacle prayer guide, helps you to go before the Lord and say, "You know what? I know I'm going with clean hands and a pure heart. Why? Because I know I'm not all that. I know I don't deserve to go into the holies of holies. I don't even, I don't even deserve to go into the inner court. We ain't even there yet. We in the outer court." i can't go into the inner court why because i'm dirty i'm doing things that I know i should not do father forgive me and I don't want to be in a position where i'm asking god to forgive me for the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and and again there ought to be sorrow watch this and regret there ought to be sorrow and regret. No, I'm not tomorrow, Lord, no. Please, God. And I'm telling you, that's when I know I'm his favorite because when that's on my mind and I say, Lord, not again, please forgive me. As the father of the household, guess what? I'm praying over my, my wife. I'm praying over my children. I'm asking when I ask forgiveness, I'm asking him to cleanse me. I'm asking them to cleanse my wife. If my wife has done something that she has not asked forgiveness for, Lord, in the name of Jesus, please forgive her. If she's made a commitment and did not keep it, Lord, please forgive her. I'm praying over my children, and husbands need to know that as the priest of their home. Well, I don't have no husband. Matter of fact, I don't have a wife and I don't have children, then you still have your commitment, watch this, if you're in leadership praying for those who are under you in leadership, praying that they would have a repentant heart, you first put your mask on. I'm, I'm using the analogy from the plane. They say if uh, we lose pressure in the cabin, put your mask on, and then put the mask on of your children or the elderly but make sure you got your mask. Make sure that you ask forgiveness for you first. And, and at that labor basin, you don't want to, you don't want to rush through it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it like that. Because I'll be there all night. Thank you, Lord. We went through uh Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. We did that. We're at Matthew three, three, and eight. Uh Okay, I'm going to read it. One more translation. This translation is uh, the Living Bible, verse number eight. Watch what it says. Before being baptized, prove that you have turned from sin by doing worthy deeds. Sounds totally different, don't it? So produce fruit that is Consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behavior that proves a change of heart and a decision, no, I'm sorry, conscious decision to turn away from sin. Before being baptized, prove that you have turned from sin by doing worthy deeds. Amen? Watch this. Excuse me. Worthy deeds. Worthy deeds. Right? Let's look. Galatians. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I'll bet you'll take me right here. Yep, thank you, Lord. Okay. Worthy deeds. This is how we are supposed to operate. And in the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verse uh, 22 and 23, when you start operating in that characteristic, listen, it's not just something for you to have in your mind for you to be able to quote. It's not something so you can pass the biblical studies test. This is uh, uh, information that you are supposed to operate in in, in, in conduct. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Habits. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Character. Behavior. This is how you operate. So when you are a child of God, this is how you operate. How do you operate? You operate in love. First Corinthians chapter th- uh, 13, 4 through 7. First Corinthians, and I'm and I'm punching it in. Chapter 4. Nope. I bet you I said something else. I said 13, 4 through 7. Okay. 13, colon, 4-7. All right. Watch this. Y'all know this, this, this scripture. It's, it's very popular, very familiar. Charity, uh, meaning love, if you look at it in the Amplified, it says love. Charity suffereth long. And, watch this, and is kind. Charity... Envious? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Not charity. Envious? Not charity. Vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh no. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh. Watch this. Oh my God. Thinketh no evil. Help us, Lord. Thinketh no evil. Love, don't think evil. No, no, no. Don't get mad at me because I'm, I'm talking about you have a reputation of coming out the mouth with a whole lot of evil thoughts. And I'm saying that's not godly. And if that's not godly, then that means that, that in your conversion... You put too much water in them pancakes, and it's a mess. I know, I know. I transitioned real quick, quick, from Christianity to another food example, but it's, a, it's a, those are the examples that come to mind. You cannot put all that water, a whole gallon. You only put, watch this, you only put a half a cup of pancake mix and a whole gallon of water. What do you have? A mess. So when you try to take a little bit of the Bible, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord, and a whole lot of the world, and then talk about you are converted. You're not showing. Listen, this is what the Bible says. King James. It is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That's Galatians chapter 13. First Galatians, help me, Lord. First Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 7. Watch this. Let's make it easy. Let's make it easy. It says in the Living Bible translation, love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious. Never boasted or proud. Never haughty, or selfish or rude. Love does not listen. They, you can, you don't have to say nothing to them. When you see a rude Christian, you realize that they didn't put way too much water in their pancake mix. They got way too much world in their belief system, in their Christianity in their relationship they got way too much world. No, no, no. You cannot be a believer in the Lord all this time and your mouth is still like that. And folks, honest and truly, that's why we are where we are in this world today. Everything goes. In watch this, in church. You know, you know, I'm, let me let me talk to y'all just for a second. A little offline, this, this is going to be offline. I don't know about you, but every now and then, and sometimes more often than, than I probably should, I try to come up with the concept why we are where we are in the world right now. Sometimes, you know, you, you just you, you're bouncing things around in your head. And, and you start to wonder, could it be, watch this, could it be that God is so upset with what's going on in the church? Could it be that he is so upset with the way church is going that he allowed not only, I can see if it was like Egypt, and and pharaohs and the Egyptians' animals were being uh, 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 plagued, and and the Hebrews, theirs weren't. You know, that, that makes sense. Okay, you let them go through, but we don't have to go through. But in this instance, the church is closed as well. Something that the Lord allowed. I'm not saying that God came up with the virus. I'm not saying that he, he, he provoked it. I'm not saying that he caused it to be released. I'm saying he allowed it. God is in control. One thing I know, can't nothing happen unless God signs off on it. And if he signs off on it, then I'm going to look at myself. Help me, Lord. What am I doing or not doing in my relationship with God? Back to my example. Could it be that God is upset with the way things are happening in the church? Now, the reason when I come up with this concept is when you look back through the Bible, the only time God allows something to affect the children of God, as well as those heathens who do not serve the Lord, who do not have a relationship with him through the blood of his son, the only time he allows it to affect us as well is something that, again, in our relationship has to be, watch this, has to be tweaked. And in this this time, wow, I didn't know that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God is so good to me. I just looked down and realized my computer I, my computer was unplugged. That's what I'm talking about. small and large. Hey, be careful, you're on battery. If this thing goes all the way down, yeah, it was going down. Thank you, God.. Mm-mm-mm. He's tweaking, he's tweaking the believers, as well as allowing the world to also be tweaked and and all the tweaking is always bringing the believers closer to him and then those who are without faith bringing them into the ark of safety this is always a tweaking it's a way of bringing the body of Christ closer to God and then those who do not know him into this ark of safety what believers are supposed to do Get back on track. The believers are supposed to be walking in what God said we are supposed to be walking in. That's, watch this: love is very patient, is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boasting or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Good God Almighty! Living Bible translation, at TLB. The TLB. You need to get one today. The Living Bible. The translator. I'm not saying this is in the in the in the uh, in the King James. It just says it's kind. In the in the. Um, Living Bible translation, it breaks it down. It's never, good God Almighty, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not, watch this, irritable or touchy. You can't. You got to walk on eggshells around them. You say the wrong thing, they're going to cuss you out. And they're supposed to be a believer. It does not hold grudges. Good God Almighty, if you don't know some believers who can hold a grudge forever and will, watch this, and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. They don't even notice. That's not my job. My job is not to watch you. I'm not the Christianity cop. Uh Uh-oh, you just stepped the line. That's not a Christian. That's not Christ-like. You got folks around you. That's not Christ-like. And you call yourself a Christian. And you call yourself a Christian. You're not supposed to be the Christianity cop. You're not supposed to be the fruits of the spirit cop. Uh Uh-oh, hold on. I'm going to give you a ticket. Uh, You just broke the love law. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices Whenever truth wins out, I gotta stop right there because I want to keep it moving. Thank you, Lord. Galatians, first good night. First Corinthians, chapter 13, 4 through seven. Read it. Read it at another time. I gotta keep it moving. All right. That that was on love. Write this scripture down. I'm not even gonna read it, but I want you to read it. First Peter, chapter four, verse eight. All right, so we did love first Peter chapter four verse eight. Okay. Next one. <laughs> Joy. Joy. Again, as a believer, when it comes to you being able to walk into that tabernacle, go to the labor basin. No, as you look back over your 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, you can look back over your week. Are you operating in love? Are you operating in joy? Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4: Rejoice in the Lord always. Good God Almighty. And again, I will say, rejoice. Now the key, <laughs> excuse me. The key is when it says always. And here it is. You are looking for reasons to be down in the mouth. You are looking for reasons to, to get your eyebrows closed. You are looking for reasons to fuss and to have something going on. When the Bible says you're supposed to have joy, joy, watch this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18. 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. Now, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Romans chapter 15, verse 13. That's Romans chapter 15, verse 13. God is, watch this, when you have this relationship with him, listen, how in the world are they laughing? We at the funeral, and I'm upset. My so-and-so, whatever the family member was, just died. How can they sit there and be happy? Well, I know I'm laughing over here because they just said something funny. And, 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 and when it comes to me being all sad and upset at this funeral or uh, at this position where we're at the courthouse and somebody has uh, uh, been abused or whatever, and, and, and somehow deep down inside, I've got this joy because I have an understanding. I have this understanding that surpasses, watch this, anything else that goes into my mind, I have this understanding, watch this, it's overwhelming. God is in control. And this thing worked out, watch this, Romans eight twenty eight. it worked out for my good. What what worked out for your good? This person dying or this person going through what they're going through? No, 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 no. It worked out for my understanding in my relationship with God. So I'm not looking at these situations in the world and allowing them to pull me down or allowing them to cause me to meditate, thinking many times, meditation, thinking deeply, causing it to impact my heart, I'm, I'm meditating and thinking on, you know some God has got this. God is in control. God, m- many times I can be in this situation, someone's sharing with me about this particular situation, and I'm being overwhelmed in the spirit realm by the word of God, by my relationship with God, by my memory and my thoughts, deep thoughts in my heart towards God. That same spirit, watch this, jumps out of me onto them. And before you know it, the, the the atmosphere in the room has changed. Why? Because the joy that I have, watch this, got on them. Watch what it says. Rejoice always. And I'll say rejoice. That was Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice always. First Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always without, pray without ceasing. This means talk to God about it all the time. That's how you got that joy. Now the God of hope, watch this, may fill you with joy. That's when you're meditating and thinking and bringing it in him. And that's when you start repenting because, again, I allowed this person to pull me down instead of me pulling them up. Help me, Holy Ghost. Keep it moving. Peace. We did love. We did joy. Let's go to peace. Peace. Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. Uh huh. You know it. Whose mind? It stayed on you. I'm not letting you get my mind on something else. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Sometimes, uh, especially when I'm around people who are close to me, I can't help when they, as soon as they go there, as soon as they start to go there, they start going to the negative, going to the, to the, the uh, possibilities of this coming out uh, the wrong way instead of a positive way. Soon as they start going, I go, uh oh, 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 oh no no I I know nope, I'm not going there. No, 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 don't even go there. Why? This is what God promises to do. He promises to keep you in perfect peace. However, there's something that you have to do, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Isaiah twenty six and three. Watch this. Philippians four, six and seven. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts, your deep thoughts, and keep you from being scattered, topsy-turvy all over the place. It'll guard your heart, watch this, and your mind in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Now, this next one, patience, let me tell you something. Anytime you find yourself not operating, help me, Holy Ghost, in these fruits of the Spirit, that's a repentant situation on tomorrow. If If you're praying tonight, do it tonight. Lord, please forgive me. I'm not operating in, watch this, I'm not operating in your peace. I, I, I known this scripture for the longest time and I'm not doing it. Lord, I'm sorry. What did I say? Sorrow and regret. Not just saying it, but deep down inside, nah. I'm, i I should have peace. I should have peace. And in ministry, let me tell you something. If you're in ministry, deacon, minister, trustee, uh any any capacity in ministry. Outreach, usher, it doesn't matter. You have to be in a position where you are turning stuff over to God constantly. If not, it's going to overwhelm you. Patience. Psalm 37 and 7, very familiar scripture. Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Rest in the Lord. Okay, thank you, Holy Ghost. Psalm 37 7. I'm going to look it up. Watch this. Psalm 37 7. right This is a Julia Smith, Julia Smith translation. Be silent to Jehovah. Be silent to Jehovah and wait for him. Thou shalt not be angry at him at him prospering his way, at a man doing wickedness. Be quiet. Here's another translation. Be quiet before Yahweh. Be quiet before. Again, this helps you as you go to the labor basin and you're washing, and then sometimes you've got to pause. Just pause for a second, and sometimes when you're at that labor, if you're going through it in your mind, and you're washing away the sin from your life, and you're asking God to cleanse you. Watch this. God may bring some stuff to your mind. I know we like to say that on good things. If He did it before, He'll do it again. We like to say that on good things. He He may do it. He may do that on some uh, dirty things too. If He did it before, like He did with me, He'll do it again, like He can do with you. He'll bring some things to your mind, thank you, Holy Ghost, that you need to repent of. If you got a relationship with God and you know you're not perfect, you know you don't have your own righteousness, then guess what? The Holy Ghost should be bringing some stuff to your mind that you need to repent of. Hold, watch this. Modern spelling. Tyndale. Tyndale. Hindale Coverdale. Hindale Coverdale. Watch this. It says, Hold thee still in the Lord and abide patiently upon Him. You just got to sit there. Just for a few seconds. The Holy Ghost is going to be active when you go to that labor basin and you're washing yourself, and, and, and you're, you're reminiscing, you are remembering, you are going over in your mind uh, thoughts and deeds of the last 24 hours. Hopefully it's not something from two months ago that you never repented of. This is a daily process, and when you go there and you wait patiently, for that abiding spirit, the Holy Spirit, to bring to you, remember, if there's anything, God, you, you don't want to rush through it, if there's anything that I've done that is unpleasing in that sight, Lord, please forgive me. Now, God, no, no, no. Don't now, God. Don't move on. Don't shift gears yet. Sit there for a second. And let the Holy Spirit do his job. All right? That was Psalm 37 and 7. Revelation 14:12 write that one down Revelation 14:12 it talks about the patience of the saints 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 The Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness but is patient towards you not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. All right, let's look at kindness. Let's look at kindness. You ever known a Christian that wasn't kind? A Christian that was not kind. That's an apple, the apple tree with no apples. A Christian that is not kind. It's like an apple tree without apples. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Listen to Proverbs 11:17. Proverbs 11:17. it says, those who are kind benefit themselves. Those who are kind, this is from the NIV, those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. Maybe the favor of God is resting upon you because you are so kind. And it's benefiting you. No, no, no. You still mess up. You slip sometimes. But God is blessing you. Why? Because of your kindness. Could be. Proverbs eleven seventeen. 17. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 love is patience, love is kind. And 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 it's not always kind to folks that are kind. To them, you got some folks. They'll swear by it. You be mean to me, I'm being mean to you. I don't care. I, it doesn't make me a bit of difference. Yes, I'm a yes. I go to church. Yes, I got my church, my church, my Baptist church card. Yes, I got my my seat, my assigned seat in the church. Yes, I got my Sunday to do my office. But let me tell you, you step the line with me, I'm going to step it right back. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Bible says love is patient, love is kind. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, colon 4. Hallelujah. God is so good. All right? Now watch this. Goodness. Goodness. You know what it says. Psalms 23, 23 and 6, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and loving kindness. You know it says mercy? Loving kindness. This is a different translation. Loving kindness. James chapter 3. That was Psalms 23 and 6. Psalms 23 and 6. This is James chapter 3 verse 13. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. In your behavior, gentleness, is goodness, his goodness, his good behavior. James chapter 3, verse 13. James chapter 3, verse 13. Now watch this. In Psalms 25 and 7, it says, Psalm 25 and 7, it says, Do not remember the sin of your youth, the sins of your youth, or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me, please, Lord. For your goodness sake. You got to understand the characteristics that God are asking us to operate in are the characteristics that he operate in. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You're supposed to be like him. Let us make him in our image and your image looks nothing like him but you okay with saying that you're on the team and you don't do you don't know none of our plays you don't have on our uniform you don't come to practice you show up for the game but you're supposed to be on our team when it comes to us we are supposed to look like god we're supposed to look like christ Christ said, Father, you're in me and I'm in you. I don't do nothing that you don't tell me to do. I don't go anywhere you don't tell me to go. When you tell me to say it, that's when I'm going to say it. We are supposed to be like Christ, like the Father, operating in those same behaviors, characteristics, principles. That was Psalms. 25 and 7. How many more we got? If I have enough time, I may just. All right. That was goodness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. fruits of the Spirit. Proverbs 28 and 20. Proverbs 28 and 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Thank you, God. But he who makes haste to be rich will not go unpunished. Proverbs 28 and 20. Faithful. Watch this. Love it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. What does it say? We walk by faith, not by sight. Folks, we gotta stay in the supernatural. You gotta stay in the supernatural. You got so many little demons that's trying to get you to operate in the flesh. Oh that flesh feels good, all oh, that flesh look good, all oh, that flesh smell good, all oh, that flesh tastes good. Things in the flesh. And the enemy, the demons, that's their job to get you to operate in the flesh. you got to stay in the supernatural. Listen to what it says. Walk by faith and not by sight. It's about what you don't see. It's not about what you see. It's not about how you feel. Help us, God, to operate in the supernatural. That's faith. What was that scripture? 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Proverbs 20 and 6. Proverbs 20 and 6. Most men will proclaim each of his own, each his own goodness. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But who can find a faithful man? I remember a young man came to church. He said, Pastor, what do you want me to do? I said, first, let, let's let let's get you being faithful. First, before we start doing anything, let's see you show up being faithful to service. Many folks, that's the problem right there. They ain't going to keep showing up. Lord knows if everybody who came to Mount Enan showed themselves faithful when it comes to them showing up, guess what? The church would be full. Faithful. If marriages, watch this, marriages, you're not getting all this divorce. You're not having all these problems if the person is faithful. When you run into the challenge, if you're faithful, watch this, guess what? You are going to meet that challenge. One of the things that caused me to want to get out of football years ago I think I had already made it through, had pretty good fun in our boys' club, but when I got to high school, I ended up playing, long story, but I'll, I'll make it real short, uh, I wound up playing only my last year of high school. And, um, wow, in high school it was something because what happened to me in boys' club and I made it through it, you have, to, you have to be faithful in order to get to high school and play football after what you went through in boys' club. And boys' club, what happened? We did a thing called a nutcracker where two people, one guy lays uh, on his back looking to the sky, the other guy lays on his back, and their helmets are pointing towards each other, not touching, but pointing towards each other. In between them is the football. So you might be three feet, then the football, three more feet, and the other guy. What has to happen is you jump up off your, you jump up off your back. You've got to roll over. Roll over, jump up, run, and whoever grabs the ball first, and then try to make it past the other guy. Well, we were doing that drill or another drill. I forgot which one it was, but I know it was one where we were going to collide. And boy, my bell got rung. Oh, my goodness. I meant my head was like a bell. It was gonging. First time I experienced it, so I went to the coach and I asked him. I was like, Coach, is, is this the way my head is supposed to feel when we're doing this exercise? Because I meant, I meant it's my head is ringing. Uh, my head is a ringing. And, and he says, don't leave with your head. He was giving me some instruction. Well, after that, oh my goodness, without faithfulness, you know, faithfulness to my team, faithfulness to my commitment, guess what? I would have dropped out. My bell just got rung. Something happened and I don't like it. It, it, Things change. I got to go. No. Faithfulness says, guess what? When times get hard, I'll be right here. Most men, watch this, most men will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? Proverbs 20 and 6. All right. Let's hit one more. Do I got? Yes, only two more. That was faithfulness. Gentleness. Philippians 4, 5. Philippians 4, verse 5. Let your gentleness be Evident, oh my goodness, let your gentleness be evident to all. Thank you, God. The Lord is near. Philippians 4 5. Now, you hear a whole lot of scriptures, you know, with a whole lot of promises and a whole lot of blessings. You know, I'm the head, not the tail, that I'm above and not beneath, I'm the lender, not the borrow. But do you hear folks saying, guess what? Let your gentleness be evident to all. Lord, let my gentleness be evident to all. Or do, you, do you proclaim it? Do you prophesy it into the life of your, uh, into, the, into your future, saying, Lord, my, my gentleness will be evident to all. Lord, my gentleness will be evident to all. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. Watch this. Titus chapter 3, verse 2. Titus chapter 3, verse 2. To be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. These, these are characteristics of the believers, folks. Here we go. Proverbs uh, 15, 1. Proverbs 15, 1. And the last one, we're going to look a little bit at self control. It's self-control. It's self-control. they got a young lady on the website. Bible Info is the website. Bible Info is where I ran through these, the scriptures. Bible Info. Uh, BibleInfo.com. And she has the apple, but she's looking at the donut. she got an apple, biting the apple, but she's looking at the donut. Self-control. Proverbs 25 and 28 Proverbs 25 and 28. It says, like a city that is broken into, like a city that's broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Help us, Lord. Like a city that's broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. And you better understand, if your walls are down and you, watch this, and you you lack control, the enemy will come in and run over you. Proverbs 16.32. Proverbs 16.32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit, self-control, than he who captures a city. You are out, watch this, one of the worst things, that you are out of control. (laughs) Control your spirit, rule your spirit. Last scripture, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7, the end of all things is near. Therefore, Be of sound judgment and sober spirit. Be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Don't be out of control. Control your spirit. Don't let anger control you. Don't let selfishness control you. Don't let your desires control you. Control your spirit. Amen. God bless you, saints. Thank you so much. Uh, God willing, we will uh, do it again next week. Have a good evening.